Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. Good weather out there. Hopefully I can get out a little today. That would be nice. Maybe drive around. I don't know. Maybe go to the park or something. As long as I'm, as long as I do my social distancing, I guess. Well, well, well. The game world is still pretty much online. Let's see. Today we have a Monday game, so I'm looking forward to that. Gage games practically every day of the week. He's always finding games. He's in a couple of games plus a Sunday game and all that. So I'm a little envious, but hey, I got a lot of time to think. What can I say? And thank you for the birthday wishes, especially all you guys on Facebook and my friend. You guys have been great. Absolutely great. I've got a harebrained idea for a dungeon. Not a type of dungeon, but a way of doing a dungeon. And I'll get to that after this. Okay, as I said, I have kind of a... I don't know, it's kind of a thing that I like to do a dungeon, kind of a quick and dirty thing. But before we do that, I do have a voicemail from Jason. Go ahead, Jason. Hey, Glenn, Jason here. Happy birthday. Just want to mention I enjoyed the last episode, today's episode on prophecies. Interesting ideas. I do like the idea that prophecies should be NPCs, not the PCs, and the idea of keeping them vague enough to be able to ignore them if you don't need them or, you know, more of them to the needs of your campaign. So, some, some really good ideas there. Enjoyed it, and looking forward to the next episode. Take care. Thank you much, Jason. I appreciate that. Thank you for the birthday wishes and all that. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, thinking about it now, I think if you're going to do a prophecy or fate or something like that, better to have an NPC so you can muck around with it a bit. That way you can keep it kind of vague. The only thing I worry about is the NPCs might get tired of this. What I'm saying is you don't do it all the time. And it's also, you got to be, you got to, how shall I say this? You've got to play the NPC right and not get tiring with it. Not get, don't irritate them and all that other stuff. If they become the load, that's the whole thing. See, in, in movies, books, and TV, if you have a character that's the load like that and they have to, you know, the, and the protagonists have to see something through, like maybe get them to a place and they're just a pain in the butt to deal with, that's part of the plot. In a role-playing game, that doesn't work so well because about midway through, they'll start thinking of how to get this character killed or something or abandon him or ditch him or something like that. So you got to be careful on that respect. Also, you got to be careful that this NPC doesn't shine too much. They're the ones protecting him. It's their story. It's the PC story about what they do to protect this guy. Yes, he may, he may be more high-ranking and all this other stuff, but, you know, like I said, it's their story. So thank you, Jason. I appreciate that. Okay, this harebrained idea I have. I'm, I'm looking at this. This is kind of a, a mishmash of a couple of things that I've, learned about over the years and it might be effective in a game for ad hoc dungeons okay take the old scenario of you have an hour to put together an adventure 
and it has to do with some kind of, at one point it has something to do with some kind of dungeon crawl, or it could be a whole dungeon crawl. Who knows? This might be a little much for like a great big old dungeon just to wander around it, but you might want to do it anyway. So here it is. First of all, you figure out how the dungeon fits in your story, and that's easy to do. If you're, you've got the story going, you know, if you, you come up with something, you could probably figure out, you know, if they need to go here, they need to go there, they, into this into this area or that area of the, you know, this dungeon or that. And figure out what kind of story you're telling. You know, I'm, I'm trying not to get you bogged down in minutiae here, but if you have an hour, use it wisely. And so you figure out what kind of story you want to tell, what kind of dungeon it's going to be. Then what you do is take an index card and write down the following. The name of the dungeon, the number of rooms in the dungeon, you know, the old five-room dungeon or however many rooms you need, the type of the dungeon, and that's just for for your reference. What that is is uh, just... Okay, is this a lair? Is this a tower? Is this in the middle of the desert or something like this? And you do that. I do that as a trigger in my brain. So when I'm describing the dungeon, I'm describing it in the right way. So you're not just going, oh, you're in a three by five. You're in a 10 by 10 room. And this, 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 this. you know, it just gets boring after a while. You got to remember to jazz it up. You also, I also write down what exactly are the rooms in the dungeon. I'm not exactly, but what rooms need to be there in the dungeon? Because you can always make a dungeon bigger and just outline a few of the rooms because a certain percentage of the rooms, they're empty or they have this thing in them or whatever. So I wrote like, say it's a six room. Okay, I wrote uh, entrance, kitchen, outhouse, summoning room slash library, lab, and cells. Okay, those things should be there. So you do that. Then I list the types of traps. And I only list about, for a smaller dungeon like this, I list about three traps. You know, trap one, trap two. What is it? What is it? What is it? Just one sentence. Uh, ten, foot, ten foot pit. Or something like that. Walls, walls close in. Or something like that. Then I write whatever wandering monsters there are. I wouldn't go more than six. That way you can just take a D6 and roll it. Now, I'm also assuming you have monster stats available. If you're playing D&D, that's advisable. If I'm playing something like Savage Worlds, if I got benchmarks, and even in D&D, you should have benchmarks too. So if you have your benchmarks or your monster stats or NPC stats or anything like that, actually, I would make that column monster slash NPCs. And if it's an NPC, just write the name, and you can ad-lib a stat for a monster or an NPCs. You should have your benchmarks. Monsters, not so much. Monsters vary enough that, you know, if you can think of a typical goblin, then write down a few, you know, uh, armor class, hit points, damage, boom, you're done. So monsters slash NPCs, and then I'd write anything else, any other notes that I need to know about this dungeon. Anything you want to emphasize. And as far as it fits in the story, you know how it fits in the story. Remember, you only have an hour to do this. Then, on, if you need to know what it looks like, I go on the back and just draw a simple diagram. You know, just circles. Here's the entrance. 
here's the kitchen, here's the this, here's the that, that kind of thing like that. Now that part to me is optional because I'll tell you why. You notice I didn't put anything about how big the rooms are, how high the ceiling is, all that other thing. If you want to put something down on there saying all all ceilings are 10 feet, all, you know, that kind of thing. Most rooms are this. That's up to you, but you don't have to. Here's the thing. When you start running the dungeon, I learned this from, I can't remember, some, some YouTube video. I can't, whoever it is, thank you. But what you do is you go, okay, fine. Okay, the entrance. You start describing the entrance or the, the part of the dungeon they're in. And, you, and while you do it, you're drawing. You're drawing on the map. You go, okay, this is a 20 by 20 foot room. And it has this here and that. And you, you draw these things. It has a statue here and a statue here of these two gods. And it... And over the entrance, it says, welcome, welcome worshipers of whoever. And there's a bench here. There, and you're drawing these things in a bench here. There's a bench here. And go. And then you let them go. And they do their thing. Okay. Oh, and there's a hall down here. Or maybe a door, a door, a door here, a door here. And like I said, you're drawing this while you're doing it. And you can follow your little diagram on the back or not. If you just want to pull this, you know, out of your sphincter or something. And then they're going. And you're rolling for monsters. You have your traps. You put the traps where you think they should go. If you have something specific, I would take, like, if there's a certain room where you want a trap and it's and it's important, I would do, like, say there's a trap in the the cell, one of the cells. I would just put an asterisk there and just remind yourself there's a trap in one of the cells. That kind of thing. So that's a great way to... To me, that sounds like a great way to ad-lib a dungeon when you don't have anything and you have to have something right then. So take that and run with it. I'm going to try and run with it next time. I'm trying to loosen... I'm still trying to loosen myself up. I'm trying to get myself to not worry about certain things like this. Because when I, here's the thing. When I'm creating an adventure, like the adventure I'm working on for Savage Worlds right now, I get caught up in little things like, okay, I've got the main adventure, I've got the NPCs, I've got the monsters, I got the, 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 the oh shoot, I need a, they need some place to go, a temple or something like that. Oh, I don't have a temple. I'm going to have to scramble on the net, or, or make make a map, or scramble and get one off the internet, or something like that, and then stock it and stuff like. Don't worry about it. Just take a card and do what I did. It doesn't have to make a whole lot of sense. Because I'm sure that the characters, the PCs, will make sense of it for you. In fact, while you're drawing it and while you're doing it, you are listening to them. You put them in there, see what they do. If there's anything you can run with, I take on the back of the card where you draw, where if you put anything on the back of the card, like the diagram or whatever, I would make a note, you know, okay, they did this, they, you know. Um, this, what kind of God is there? This is a God of agriculture. Okay, write down agriculture. Okay, fine. Okay, go. And, and that's the kind of thing you do. This is the way I like to run my, my encounter, my adventures. It's fun. It keep, it's fun for them and it keeps me on my toes. And also you might want to take NPCs. If there's somebody important, put an asterisk by it. Because they may have something to do with the plot or something, or something, or 
you know, like I said, everything happens at the table. So you need to pay attention. This is the thing when I'm, when I'm running, I'm running and I'm paying attention and I'm on my, maybe on my feet all the time because my back and my legs, but I'm always paying attention. So unless I'm tired, but still then I try and pay attention. Anyway, go with that. And I got to start my day. So Guys, if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen. You guys are great. Also, listen to the Jung Grognard podcast from Dan Gregg, Y-U-N-G, Jung Grognard. There's also a couple, uh, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Owlbear and Big John Allen Larch's The Red Dice Diary. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.